1: Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode one hundred and seventy seven on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on March the eighth, twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Uh, this is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler and I'm joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey Kevin. In twenty nineteen. You did a little time traveling. Day. I it's did. Okay. I, yeah, I got in my blue box. And uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. beat Kevin, how are you? Good. Welcome back, my friend. Uh, some technical yeah. issues were abounding last month. Uh, you, you weren't able to join us, but we're glad to have you back in the in the in the co pilot seat. I am here. Yes. Uh, so I, I just want I also want to take a minute to thank my uh, you know, my three guests that filled in during Pete's absence, Becky Actress Adams, Maddie Moat from uh, the Do You Know CBeebies show over in the UK, and of course the legendary uh, voice of Goofy Mr. Bill Farmer. Uh, thank you all so much, and we welcome Peter Mandel back, uh, and we uh, what a week to come back on.
0: Yeah, kind of a big week for Disney, huh? There's a lot to
1: talk about both in terms of Like, just, like, experiences to to discuss, plus news, plus so much Star Wars. Like, I feel like we're going to have to go through hyperspace to get through this episode.
0: It's going to be crazy. Yeah.
1: So um, I wanted to start off by actually talking about something that people have been asking me about because I posted in the group. So my friend Michelle, uh, for her birthday over last weekend, rented out one of the uh, Disney um, Polynesian Village Resort bungalows, the DVC bungalows okay and so i got to stay in the bungalow because we had a big party that night it was like like seven or eight of us uh which the room sleeps eight um and so people have been asking me lots of questions so i figured i'd address it on the show and just kind of give my overall impression of the experience first of all peter mandel this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing i mean
0: now the, the bungalows are the ones that are literally like on the water on the water yeah like on the water They look so cool. pictures they
1: are so cool let me tell you um so it sleeps eight. You have a you have two bedrooms. You have a king size bed, a queen size bed, a pull out couch. Uh, you also have a Murphy bed and a pull out bed. So okay, I slept on the Murphy bed, and when you pull the Murphy bed out, there's a um, mural of the electric water pageant on the wall on the other side. Oh, of the bed. awesome! Yeah, there's lots of things that are very specific to the Polynesian. Like there's a, a artwork on the wall of like the of the boat that goes to the Magic Kingdom. Um, artwork of the bungalow itself. So you have a living room, a kitchen. Uh, you have two bath, two full bathrooms, and in the one bathroom, you have the master bathroom. There is a television in the mirror. Well, yeah, I mean you have to have that, right? Because you know, like, what if I need to watch Stacey's Must Do Disney while brushing my teeth? Exactly, it's a must watch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the master bathroom also has a has a big like um a-, a big tub and an awesome shower um the other bathroom has uh all-in-one shower and tub the uh, but with the Stacy's must do Disney in, in the mirror i i felt like it, you're not going to get this but some people will i felt like it was the late 90s and i was Hulk Hogan seeing the ultimate warrior in the mirror on WCW Nitro like but it's Stacy's must do <laughs> Disney like haunting me uh okay so um here's one of the things that i thought was the coolest you can so you know how every hotel room has room service of course when you're staying in the bungalows you can order Ohana room service. Really? They bring you a full platter of the food from Ohana. Wow! It's fifty bucks, okay. but it's a giant, enormous thing full of all the Ohana food plus the bread pudding.
0: I feel like fifty bucks isn't isn't crazy.
1: No, it's not. I didn't want to pay that. I actually ordered from Kona Cafe because they have that really good. Um, they have this really good Kong like. Bur- they have a really good burger with pork belly at Kona. Okay. so I ordered
0: that. What's did anyone order the uh,
1: yes? The Ohana. Well, most of the people in the room ordered the Ohana thing. I just. Oh, uh, I, I mean that sounds great. I couldn't justify fifty bucks for it, and I got I got there a little later than everybody else, so like they were already like mostly done. If like if I had been there during the peer pressure moment where they ordered, I probably would have gotten it.
0: Now, did it have everything like the noodles? Yes. The noodles, the steak. Like it's all
1: of it. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty ridiculous. Um. Yeah. So now the deck. The deck is kind of the major selling point of these of these rooms. On the deck, okay. you have a you have a and you can kind of see this when you take the boat um to the Polynesian. There's there's a little pool on the deck. There's a pool. Okay. You have a private pool on your deck, and you know it's it's small. It's like a, it's like the size of a hot tub, but it's not a hot tub. It's a pool. Um, it's a plunge pool. So we all sat okay. in the pool and watched Happily Ever After from the deck. And um you there's a knob on the deck that controls outdoor speakers where you can pump the music in for the fireworks onto the deck of your room.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, I was I was I was floored by how incredible it was. And I mean like I sat there crying in the pool watching this. Um Part of that might have
0: been the fact that well, everyone awkwardly stared at you. No, we were all crying.
1: We were all crying, and we were all very okay. inebriated, so we <laughs> were all, um, you know, a mess. Um, so you want to know? So and it, it's just so funny that I have a complaint because, like, it was so. Oh no!
0: I, I want to know. It was
1: so wonderful and amazing. Spiders everywhere, Peter Vandel. Spiders huh. every this deck. Was one giant spider web? Like the, no, do you not like spiders? It's, I have no personal problem with spiders, but I could, but I don't want to walk through spider webs. And so it's like, yeah, they had these hanging like swing chairs on the deck. I sat in one, and I literally sat in a spider. Like my, my my head went through a spider web, and I got up and looked, and the entire the entirety of this chair is covered in spider web.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound cool.
1: And, like, you know, we would, like, move chairs and stuff around, which would obviously break the spider webs. The next morning, they were all back. Yeah, because you ruined their homes. Exactly. I know. But you know what? People are paying $3,500 a night to stay in that room. Like, Is that what it costs? That is what it costs, usually. Uh, my friend is a DVC, so she used a lot of points for the one night. Okay, But, yeah, apparently if you're paying cash, it's $3,500 a night.
0: 3,500 bucks. Hmm. You know, it doesn't sound, it, it's weird. Like if you were going even to Disney world for, let's say like a special occasion, right? Like for a week, it does almost sound like, like you could go there and spend your, you know, six days, five nights at like a hotel and like go here for like, you know, the last night or whatever you're know, to, just to sell. It sounds like there's enough to do but yeah. You don't have to like, spend all day in the park. You could go get one of these bungalows and stay there all day. Here's my thing with this.
1: If you are going to, if you are just going to the bungalows to stay in the bungalow, then it's awesome. If I were spending all day in the park and this was just a place that I'm coming back to sleep and shower. Absolutely not. Because it's way too expensive and immersive. Like it'd be such a waste. Like, so we went, like we went to the park early in the day. We went to magic kingdom early in the day before the room was ready and then when the room was ready, we went back to the room and we didn't leave.
0: Right. Um, yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, listen, it's the philosophy. I, I never want to stay in the lowest possible, you know, hotel room when I'm at Disney. But, man, I have a hard time paying for, like, really upper tier stuff, too, because I'm not in the room that much. No, absolutely not. So, like, if you're if it's for, like, a
1: little staycation or, like, a one-night party like we did – it was worth it. Um, and I you know we were all on the reservation so my magic band was able to get me into the into the volcano pool. It was able to like you also need a magic band to get into the boardwalky area that leads to the bungalows. Like you can't just walk on those on that boardwalk. Oh, okay. You have to open it with your magic band. Awesome. I like that. So I was like I I really enjoyed opening that door with my magic band. So I'm like this is probably the only time in my life this is ever going to work.
0: Yeah, take a picture of me opening the door because yeah. it's never going to happen. But... <laughs> I will say the one
1: uh, club thirty three is finished in the Magic Kingdom now, and right. I try to i I always put my band up to the club thirty three thing to hope that one day maybe it'll just open for me, <laughs> just magically. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a malfunction. Right, exactly. That's what I'm hoping for a malfunction. Uh, right, but yeah, Pete, uh, this was an unforgettable experience. I posted pictures in the group. Uh, I'll send I'll send you some pictures as well. Uh, of just the room in general it was just so so cool and it an unforgettable sounds really experience efficient. yeah a uh, full kitchen too by the way huh full kitchen cool. you know um and and like didn't have like you know like most of the hotel rooms has like the little like single serve coffee uh machine mm-hmm. this had a full coffee pot which i was very thankful for oh nice with joffrey's coffee so
0: necessary for the following it's morning totally I imagine necessary. Yes,
1: I needed a lot of caffeine the next morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, and then, you know, we got late checkout, so we were able to stay till one o'clock the next day. So it was like a very relaxing morning and early afternoon. So that's my story about this once in a lifetime Disney bucket list moment. Um, so without any further ado, you ready for the news? Yeah, let's hit it. The news this week is always brought to you by our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Please, folks, remember to send him an email over at DisneyDaveW at net with any questions. Um, worldwide news. We've got some worldwide news this week. Uh, more off-site hotels are now offering extra magic hours in FastPass+. Okay. FastPass Plus booking windows, as in, like, booking 60 days out. Correct. So Uh, so Disney... Like, which kind of... Well, Disney uh, extended it earlier in the year to the seven Disney Springs hotels, but they've just added the Hilton Orlando at Bonnet Creek and the Waldorf Astoria to this. Hmm. So everything kind of in that Disney Springs area now you can... Right. Really interesting. Uh,
0: It is interesting.
1: Yeah. Like, now, we're at the point now where the only, like, reason to not stay in these resorts... Is the bus situation. Like, yes, yeah, they have buses, but, you know. Right. Uh, you also now need a voucher for extra magic hours. So, uh, a ways back, the Hilton had um, the Hilton had extra magic hours. And okay. people were, like, all you needed to do was show your room key. So, people were just kind of holding on to their room keys and using it to go to extra magic hours.
0: Oh, that's a, right. Got yeah, it. Yeah. So, now you need an actual voucher
1: with, like, the dates of your stay
0: on it. They give you at the at the resort. I'm surprised they just don't print that onto the room key. I know. Uh, speaking of... The, yeah, speak... the old Disney room keys used to have your dates on. Yes, it
1: did. I used to... I, I, is it wrong? Is it... Like, I love the Magic Bands, but is it weird that I kind of miss those old...
0: Like, oh, no. I save all of my old room keys. Yeah. I love them. Uh,
1: so we've got some other changes to the FastPass Plus system that are mostly meant to stop people from abusing it. So okay. there was a little glitch in the system. There was a little loophole, apparently, that people were using wherein if you called and made a reservation you could for a resort you can make your fast passes 60 days out if you canceled that reservation you still got your fast passes didn't cancel so people okay. were calling making fr- making fake reservations and like like putting their 200 bucks down to make a reservation Booking their fast passes sixty days out to get things like flight of passage and mine train and all the good stuff, right? And then canceling the reservation, getting their two hundred bucks back, and reaping the benefits of those fast passes. Got it's it. an ingenious evil plan, uh, but apparently Disney caught on to it. The uh, fast passes now—if you cancel your reservation, any fast passes that you made with that reservation, like using the sixty-day window, are also canceled. Interesting. Yes, uh, you are also now limited to uh, making those fast passes the length of your resort stay So well yeah, what do you mean? like people were able to like make fast passes beyond the dates that they were staying.
0: Oh so like if you're if you have a reservation for five days, you could make it for 10 days. right. You can't right, do that it. anymore. right. I never would have even thought to
1: do any of this. like I guess like my mind just doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean that's probably for the best. Yeah, uh, Disney has just brought its new 270-acre solar power facility online. Um, now, I'm I'm kind of a solar power geek. Like, I really I really like renewable energy and solar energy. Uh, so I thought this was really cool. Some of you might. So just bear with me. It's 500,000 solar panels can power two whole theme parks with just solar power. Um, it takes care of 25% of Walt Disney World's power needs. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions by 52,000 metric tons, and it's the equivalent of removing 9,300 cars from the road every year in environmental impact. Um, but
0: what shape is it in? That's I don't know. I, don't know.
1: I couldn't find that information.
0: Oh, it's in probably a Mickey. Come on. I mean, the
1: first one's in the shape of a Mickey, so I'm sure it's in some kind of... Uh, this, this park, though, is twice the size of the Magic Kingdom.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Walt Disney World has a goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 50% as opposed to what it was doing in 2012 by 2020. So that is a – I think that's a great goal.
0: I think it's really cool because we all know that, you know, the Walt Disney World property is so expansive beyond, like, what we see. Of course. So to kind of have that land and use it for something like this, I I mean, makes total sense.
1: You know, I'd also like a fifth gate at some point, but – wow. Just saying. Uh, so the other day, I was, um, I was driving down, um, uh, I was driving past, uh, like, toward Disney Springs, down that road, like, where the Epcot resorts are, the boardwalk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I almost swerved off the road because I saw something. Okay. I saw Skyliner cars moving above me. Oh, nice! The Skyliner testing is underway, and let me tell you something, Peter Mandel. Those things move.
0: Oh, really? Oh, they—they're pretty
1: fast. Like I was shocked at how fast they were.
0: I never even thought about that. They would be like, you know, not super slow. I no, said they like it was be. like right. it was
1: like going at a nice steady pace. Like I—I I was expecting like a slow crawl, but it was—they were—they were, right. book, were booking. You can't see what they look like yet because they're all covered in like tarps. Yeah, they're all covered in like a white tarp, which I think is cool. I think it's still pretty cool. Like it, it's like they're keeping that magic alive. Uh, But yeah, they so they are testing them. We're we're underway with this.
0: Oh, I can't wait! I think that's
1: awesome. Yeah, the uh, so Disney Springs news: Uh, Jaleo is opening soon. The new Spanish restaurant over there by the movie theater. Uh, That is uh, all the construction walls are currently down. It should be opening later this month. Also coming to Disney Springs is a new food truck, which is going to be over on the West side. It's going to be all macaroni and cheese. Huh? I won't be going there. Yeah, no, you won't, but most people will. There was one that had like Cheetos in it, like crunchy Cheetos. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There was another that was like a shrimp and lobster one. There was one that had like onion rings and barbecue sauce. So it looks like there's going to be lots of really cool gourmet mac and cheese.
0: People love that mac and cheese. It's one of Disney's big
1: things. Uh, Resort news. Uh, we're getting a third Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique on Walt Disney World property.
0: I, I had heard this.
1: Yes. It's going to be going over at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. It's going to be inside what's currently the Ivy Trellis Salon, which is moving over to the Senses Spa. So they're moving okay. that, and they're moving the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique in there. Um, honestly, I feel like um, Grand Floridian is a, is a good location to get that done.
0: I think it's a better
1: location than uh,
0: Springs. I
1: do, too. Though, I will say, like, that Disney Springs uh, location that they have is pretty cool. No, I don't mean that the location
0: isn't cool, but Springs is a little inconvenient. Oh, so Listen, you're getting, like, this to your child. You want to immediately go to Magic Kingdom, right? Right. You're not going Booby Bobby Teak and then Rockin' Animal Kingdom for the day. No, no, you want to go straight to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I'd rather... To the Grand Floridian first thing in the morning, get this done, and monorail over to the park. Then try and make my way to Disney Springs, and that it just seems to be more makes more sense to me in my head. That's actually a really good point,
1: and I I, I really enjoy that point. Yeah, no, I, I think so. No water park news this week. I think it's the one thing we don't have news on. Uh, we have some Magic Kingdom news though. Okay, good. Okay, so there is uh, we have a new crane on premises at the Magic Kingdom.
0: I said, I love cranes.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, I I love them, too. I think it's so funny that, that we get as excited as we get over high-reach cranes.
0: <laughs> Why is that? I mean, it's always been, too. This isn't, like, a new
1: thing. Because it's something, you know, we we are so used to the skyline of the Magic Kingdom um, that any alteration to it is is fun.
0: What about this? Disney has their own cranes, I hope, and they paint them awesome so Disney cranes look something, like, really cool. Like I see buses all the time, but like you know, it's not Disney but Disney bus you get excited about. Like, what if they had Disney cranes that were like looked really neat? I think that would be really cool. Like, what 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 would you want to theme the cranes after? Well, how about remember how uh, you know they can make the crane look like a giant like Mickey's like you know wand from Sorcerer Mickey? Paint the whole thing blue. Be cool. Yeah, it would. Uh,
1: so the new crane is over by Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. It is for the Tron roller coaster. Oh yeah, which they're making progress on. Like all that land is coming out. They're building.
0: Super excited about Dude, this.
1: I am too. Like
0: I'm also. I super... have like a i i i I, I love Trump. So. Do you think
1: this is gonna like take a lot of the crowds away from Mind train? Because this is gonna be where everyone I mean, runs yeah. now in the beginning of the day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of has
1: to, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it totally will. Like, I got there for rope drop for Magic Kingdom last weekend and went right to Mine Train and still waited 45 minutes for it. Right. Uh, Okay, so this is some news that directly impacts you, Peter Mandel. Oh, boy. The uh, walkway uh, between Liberty Square and Fantasyland is being expanded and widened. Now, what does that have to do, Peter Mandel? This is the place place where you propose to
0: your wife. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, And that, yes.
1: Yes, so um, some changes are coming to the area, like what? They've already done away with the bench that she sat on they're wide they're, well, there are benches, but um, they're wide they've replaced the bench it. they're they're widening it because ah. I mean that is it's a narrow walkway, and a lot of people use it lately, and two strollers pretty much clog the whole thing up.
0: Oh, you know, there's two throwers. You're, you're, doing. it's weird because and part of the reason why I proposed here is it, uh, honestly, like you could sit there and no one walks by you for 20 minutes. It's insane. Right. But you're right when it's crowded, if there's a parade going on or something, if that if people start walking through there, no, you are completely jammed in there. Yeah. Like, I've gone through be there, there before with months.
1: lots of people, like wh- whether it was like to get away from a parade or something like that, and it is not a pleasant yeah,
0: experience. Stuck. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad they're widening
1: that. Yep. Uh, the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique is also expanding at the Magic Kingdom, so more Bibbidi-Bobbidi news. Uh, they are adding additional chairs, a special magic mirror, a transformation experience. However, they are not closing for these enhancements. They're remaining open, and no existing reservations will be impacted by the improvements.
0: Oh, good. But, uh, they, listen, they must be killing it, because opening uh, a new location and expanding the you have, I mean must just be, uh, you know, constantly booked for that.
1: Another refurbishment currently going on at the Magic Kingdom, the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak refurbishment area uh, is being refurbished. The, uh, the water play area, a.k.a. the place where children get soaked to the bone and then parents have to buy new clothes in the adjacent gift shop.
0: <laughs> is that the plan there? Uh, that's what
1: happened with my brother when he was a baby. Like he got, he got doused in that oh, aerial so splash and soak area that used to exist. Yep, yep. And then my mom had to buy him a whole new outfit.
0: Oh, that's so funny.
1: It's exactly what happens. Uh, Epcot news. Ready to head over to Epcot? Yep. Take that monorail over. Uh, Mariachi Cobre, the uh, mariachi band that plays in the Mexico Pavilion, is now offering a new 20-minute show called The Story of Coco. Okay. Uh, So it's obviously The Story of Coco. They tell the story with songs, and they have a Miguel puppet.
0: Oh, I think I've seen this makeup puppet. It's pretty neat, it's right? It's a pretty
1: neat puppet. I like it a lot. Um, so now there's now we got big Epcot news here, like really big. Like okay, like
0: Space Your Birth Fest.
1: Um, probably we have a new pavilion coming to uh, not World Showcase Pavilion, but a new Play Pavilion coming to Epcot in the former okay. Wonders of Life Pavilion. It, it they're calling it an innovative city that will come to life within this building. Um, devoted to playful fun. They say there's going to be interactive experiences, characters will be there, there'll be hands-on activities and live entertainment, and this will open in time for the 50th anniversary.
0: Okay. Do you think it's going to be, like... I saw some of the stuff. I wonder if it's going to be, like, really kiddy. I don't know. Like,
1: the the artwork that I saw, it almost kind of looked like that, Um, like that Oh My Disney City from Ralph Breaks the Internet. Right. Like that's like what I got, but I, I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping that it's going to be, you know, some entertainment stuff, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of IP as well, right? And I think they're moving all they're moving a bunch of the characters over there as well because uh, they have filed permits for the demolition of interventions and the um, the the character spot.
0: Oh, I mean, it would make sense to kind of like centralize that stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and by character spot, I don't mean the Mickey and Friends one. I mean the Baymax, Joy and Sadness, Ralph and Vanellope one.
0: Right, right.
1: Which feels like that, that would all be right at home in this new pavilion. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So the entrance of Epcot is also being done. This is this I feel is the big news. Uh, they are relocating the Leave a Legacy, which I know no. is they're relocating it just outside the park's gateway.
0: So you'll still be able to can't see we, it. Can't we just condense that to like three pillars? <laughs> because most of them are, are duplicates. Don't you feel weird when you see it and it's like, I don't know, like 8% filled? Yeah. Well, like, so this what, was a bust. What they're doing is
1: they're keeping the photos, but the granite columns are going away. So they're going to display them in some new way outside the park gate.
0: Okay, Rob, well, so they are going to condense. Awesome. Because, man, they spent a lot of time and space on these things, yeah. and they just never filled up. Yeah, they, they, I don't think they sold very well. Uh, they're yeah. gonna be. There's going to be new green spaces
1: added to the entrance of Epcot. When we're talking the place between the touch points and Spaceship Earth here. Uh, there's going to be a fully reimagined fountain in front of Spaceship Earth. Uh, it's mm. going to pay homage to the original Epcot Park entrance with fresh takes on classic elements. It's part of an intensive redevelopment of future world that is going on between now and the 50th anniversary. Um, and, you know, permits have been filed for further construction, as we just said.
0: Now, I will say when you get past the touch point, I can't say that the front of Epcot wows your eye. And I think
1: that that's what they're trying to fix here.
0: Because, I mean, I like it. I You know, I take a picture, of course, like photo pass right in the front. but But I can't say that it is Visually entertaining in any way No You know, it's a little kind of just chaotic It's almost like an off course Yes Getting past all the stuff To, uh, you know, walking into some
1: It's just like this monolith of um, You know, pictures of, of Half-filled monoliths of pictures of people So, but you know, I always do love the little topiary display That they have for whatever festival is going
0: on at the time I do too But I don't think that that topiary display at the front front works so well i mean i would rather see that replaced
1: and it will be did you see the the artist mock-up of this
0: yeah i saw it i mean definitely better
1: yeah it looks pretty good uh so uh animal kingdom moving over to uh disney's animal kingdom dak news uh so kevin the bird has arrived in animal kingdom okay from up have you seen this character interaction
0: um yes and i'm super jealous because i love it i think it's awesome
1: it really does look cool like it reminds me it's like it's like half puppeteering half character like it's it's really neat looking
0: yeah it's got some size too
1: yep absolutely uh hollywood studios news so we're gonna touch on hollywood studios stuff right now and then we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna finish hollywood studios stuff um the tower of terror is currently operating at a reduced capacity um or it will what? be operating at reduced capacity throughout the year. That's because there's an extended refurbishment going on. And rather than close, one of the only remaining attractions in Hollywood Studios, they are... So they're going to like refurb one side while keeping the other open, and then refurb the other side while reopening the other. Which means a it lot... Makes
0: sense. I mean, they really they can't close it.
1: Yeah, a lot less fast passes are going to be given out. Wait times are probably going to be pretty severe. So plan accordingly. Uh, No major changes, however, are expected to come from this. I think they're repairing a lot of the elements and effects that have gone into disrepair. Um, Also, Fancy Nancy is coming to Disney's Animation Courtyard at Hollywood Studios. Have you heard of Fancy Nancy? Who's Fancy Nancy? Apparently it's some new show. Okay. So so she's going to be there, and she's also going to be a Play and Dine at Hollywood and Vine. Um, And uh, she's replacing – I figured she was replacing Pluto. But she's replacing Sophia the First. Got it. So we're we're getting rid of Sophia the First and uh, bringing in Fancy Nancy.
0: I really like Sophia
1: the First. Yeah, the yeah. Bummer. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna be back because we have a lot to talk about about what's going on in Hollywood Studios. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more, more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use the services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford based business here in. In 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome Absolutely, Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge Dave has visited every Disney World resort And has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts He's dined also at every Disney restaurant He's crazy about Disney food
0: that is an accomplishment.
1: Absolutely, I wish I could say I did That's like that. A,
0: like the snack challenge times ten. Yep. Dave
1: also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will
0: also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You gave them to us.
1: Absolutely, your kids went down with Dave Wagner autograph books. Of course, all Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Wagner
0: depends how this name
1: Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans and park passes. Also checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard to book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. (laughs) It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weichert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. All right, and we're back, folks. Welcome back. We are still talking about the news. We're still in Hollywood Studios, and okay, Um, we got a lot here, and it's all centered around Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Um, So the big news right up front, we have an opening date for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and it's a lot sooner than anybody thought it was going to be. Um, I can't
0: say I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah, so I have mixed feelings I wanted well. one more trip pre-Star Wars. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why? I don't know. I know it's going to be chaos after Star Wars. and I just want one more pre-Star Wars trip, but okay. that's not going to happen.
1: Well, August 29th is the date, folks. The date that, that it's opening to the world at Walt Disney World. Uh, Disneyland is getting it a few months earlier on May 31st. So, you know, don't mix those up, folks. If you're coming here in June, don't think you're going to Galaxy's Edge because you're not.
0: Um, you know, it, it's kind of an ingenious, you know, I mean, it's really the only thing they could have done. But it, it is a great plan for kind of, uh, you know, tempering the crowds in the extent that they're not going to have too, too much. Right. You know, like at Go, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities to spend dollars. But, uh, you know, instead of opening you have know, star wars land all at once and having the entire world show up they basically are saying hey we're gonna open it a little bit and then it's gonna be more later Dumb, than...
1: which i don't like i like being able to experience the whole
0: thing at once you know well of course and that would be the ideal but i think they know that that would be just yeah. a terrible situation for everybody
1: and it would probably also mean that they'd have to push it back a few a few months
0: yeah, I think that 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 late fall time that they originally said, I think that's what you would really be getting. Right. You know, so now they're opening it way early. It's almost like a sample opening. You know I mean? You're going to get one ride in some stores and you get to walk around. But, you know, they're, they're trying to almost eliminate that like day one. You know, let's have a million people show up. Yeah, but it's still going to happen. And there's only going to be but there's only going to be one ride. It is still going to happen, but when they roll out that second ride, yes, you are going to have people coming, but those are going to be people who are, you know, aside from people who already have like their normal reservations, that's, those are going to be people who are coming to do that ride. Yes. So instead of stuff, everyone coming and just the entire thing being, you know, an insane, was when, when they open a new park like that. It's kind of like seeing like an accident on the highway. Everyone's got to look at everything way longer than you would ever look at anything in your life. Right. You know what I mean? If there's a food cart, I'm gonna stop at the food cart because I want to see what they. I, I, everyone needs to stop and look at this. Yeah. So I think they're trying to eliminate some of that by rolling this out, by trickling this out. Yeah.
1: So my, but my thing is also, listen, ten, you know, twenty five thousand people are gonna show up, whether both rides are open or one ride is open. Um, right. No, you're right. So with that being said, would you rather disperse them between two attractions or every that smugglers run uh, like what is what is the line going to be for this?
0: Well, this might be be the first 12
1: hour line in Orlando history. Yeah, might be. I got to come up with a plan, Pete. I got to come up with a plan on how to how to make this happen.
0: You need to come up with a plan because I need you to have a plan ready for me. Yeah, I mean it's going to be a lot of trial and error. Um, this is the entire reason why you moved to Florida from Cranford, New Jersey, right. is to make my Disney trips easier. So you're going to have to get on this
1: exactly. So now the here's the question that everyone's been that I guess some people have been asking, not everybody, is what happens to the existing Star Wars attractions when Galaxy's Edge opens. Um. They, they stay; they don't go anywhere. Yeah, I think they stay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're talking Star Tours, we're talking uh, the launch bay, uh, the the fireworks, the the two movies, the you know, Path of the Jedi and Galaxy Far, Far Away. They're not, um, you know, Jedi Training Academy. They're not going anywhere. I guess enough people have been inquiring about that, where Disney felt they had to address it uh,
0: because they did say okay. that,
1: like, hey, these things aren't aren't leaving. Like, it's gonna all be in addition to you know everything else
0: so there's no upside to doing away with them in any way shape or form no i mean more star wars one day they placed but for right now right uh here's some here's some big news i mean listen the unfortunate truth is even when oh what is it uh, oh no go ahead go ahead I, I think the truth is that when star wars land opens yes everyone's going to be spending 80 percent of their time at star wars land but that park still doesn't have a ton going on correct can't afford to get rid of like the star wars fireworks and things like that right. it just you still need stuff to do. the horrible stage show
1: uh right i hate that stage show so much uh so this is big news for all you parents that are bringing your kids this fall for galaxy's edge we have height requirements for the attractions okay um so millennium falcon smugglers run you have to be 38 inches to get on which is much shorter than i thought it was going to be yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance, forty inches. Okay. Usually these rides are like forty-two to forty-eight. So, I, I you know, kudos to them for making it inclusive for kids.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about the rides, but right. I mean, I, I, I think those kind of make sense. I think like younger kids would be able to go on them. Well, just from what, is, what I know. So
1: 38 inches, 40 inches toddler. You got nothing for little, little kids to do in this land.
0: No, but that's uh, no, but I, I don't think you need, I don't, I don't want like a uh, Yoda's playground. You know what I mean? Right
1: No, And I'm with you on that, but I, and I also think Why that's what they, Toy they Story Land, Toy Story for, land this. for this. You yeah, know what I mean? That.
0: They built like other stuff in the park for that reason.
1: Yeah. that That's exactly what Toy Story Land was built for. So I'm all for it. Um, Here's an interesting little snippet. Um, there's apparently going to be no FastPass Plus for Smuggler's Run, at least initially, according to www.magic.com.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: So you won't be able to book Smuggler's Run via FastPass. I'm like... Like, oh. that. that gives me stress. Yeah. Like, I am stressed out by that.
0: You know, I wonder what the... Just you know, spitballing here. I wonder what the approach is. Do you just go first thing and you know, chuck your morning away by waiting the entire time, Maybe. or does it make sense to know that everyone's going there, go do the rest of the park in like two hours, and then you know, kind of go later and jump on that line?
1: It could very well be. Um, now, here's my thing. I really, really, really hope that Disney knocked it out of the park with the queues for these rides because you're going to be in them for a long time.
0: Oh, they're good. I mean, queues have been their specialty the last couple of weeks.
1: Uh, y- yeah, but then look at the Navi River Journey. It's the worst queue on property.
0: Uh, man, it's pretty bad. It's awful. Yeah.
1: So, clearly, like, some of them work, some of them don't. I mean, you know, uh, this is going to be the ultimate, like, bring a book. Right. For me, at least. The, uh, have you seen anything about the audio animatronics that are going to be featured in, uh, in Galaxy's Edge? Like, Hondo? Yes, that's one of them. So, here's the thing. We've all noticed that in recent years, uh these animatronic the animatronics all over the parks have been more uh have been getting more advanced. That's because they are they are A1000 um animatronics. They used to use A100s, but now the A1000s more precise, more fluid. Um they have they run on new electric motors, so uh, and their bodies can
0: turn to liquid metal. Right, exactly.
1: Now that's that would be a T one thousand, not an A one thousand. We have a lot of letters to up. Uh, we're on our way, though. You know, if uh, you know they so the I want to say the pirate auctioneer is an A one thousand, but the all of the okay. an, all the animatronics in Frozen Ever After A one thousand, and the Navi Shaman in River Journey is an A one thousand. So uh, we've seen. Yeah, that thing's impressive. Yeah, we've, we've seen the animatronic Hondo. It's six feet tall. Um, looks unbelievable. Right? Like, like you've seen it moving, right? Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it looks unbelievable. The uh, We're also going to have an animatronic for Captain RX-24. He's going to be DJing over at the, um, you know, at the cantina. Love it. So happy about that. Uh, I didn't
0: want to say that's going to be my favorite part, but there's a good chance that's going to be my favorite part. Oh, totally.
1: Um one of the shops is also going to have an audio animatronic proprietor, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, and okay. here's the other big news: you're going to have an, the on uh, Rise of the Resistance, your pilot is going to be an audio animatronic Nyanyab. Huh? You not heard that? Com-
0: no, I hadn't. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I'm super excited about that nyub, For those of you who don't know is the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon during the fi- the attack on the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. So Most
0: famous for his laugh.
1: Yes. Do you have an impression of that?
0: No, no I, I don't. Think
1: so. Did not think so. Uh, the Play Disney Parks app is going to feature heavily into Galaxy's Edge, which makes sense because this is the first land that was built with the app in mind. Right. So, you know, the Play Disney Parks app, for the most part, is just kind of like you can play games in lines, you can, you know, Soarin', Toy Story, places like that. You can, you know, you can play games while you're waiting. Uh, however, Galaxy's Edge takes it to a whole new level and really kind of um, uncovers the full scope of what this application can do. You can, uh, it's new op- New opportunities to engage with the land. You can translate galactic languages. Uh, you can learn what's inside crates and containers, accomplish tasks, and participate in missions, Interact with elements like antenna arrays, doors, drinking fountains, droids, media screens, and ships. So it's almost, it's almost like some Perry the Platypus stuff going on.
0: Yeah, we are going to have like an actual reason now to have our phone out 24-7. That's I, awesome. Exactly. I think that's really cool. And I to mean make. that. I'm not, I'm not saying that facetiously. I right. actually mean I think that's great. Now, I know what you want to
1: know, Peter Mandel. What are the merchandise stores going to be?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, you ready? Because we got a bunch. Of this
0: is this is the other part, by the way. This is this is the other part where I'm like borderline down about this. I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna finance a trip to Batu after seeing all the stuff. Right.
1: So first off, we got Doc Undar's Den of Antiquities, and this is the one that's run by an audio animatronic authorian named Doc Undar. Awesome. He's gonna be behind-the-counter interacting with the cast members and doing inventory. So I think that's such a cool thing to include in a shop, isn't it?
0: I can't wait to see that.
1: Yeah, like, i that's kind of a first for Disney, right? Like, I mean, yes, we've had Sunny Eclipse and things like that, but we've never had, like, an audio-animatronic figure in an actual shop before, right? Unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, I mean, they've
0: always wrapped stories into the shops, but, I mean, this is, like, you're actually part of the story, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, we've also got Savvy's Workshop, which is hand-built
0: lightsabers. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine not buying one of these things. They,
1: they don't look like your typical like lightsaber, like construction bench lightsabers. They look like legit.
0: Yeah, I mean, with that price tag, I would assume these are much more closer to the Hasbro FX lightsabers. Yeah, what was the price tag that you saw? I heard that kind of to get in the door, it starts at about 160
1: Interesting. So, guests come into the workshop to meet with the Gatherers, a secretive group of people who have dedicated their lives to restoring balance in the galaxy by passing on their knowledge of Jedi lore and the Force. The workshop master guides guests to customize and build their own unique lightsabers and instructs them on the ways of the Jedi. At the heart of every saber is a kyber crystal, and during a guided tour, each guest will have four options to choose from. Peace Justice, modeled after Jedi from the Republic era, Power Control, which is modeled after the Sith, elemental nature which harnesses air earth fire and water and defense which is shrouded in mystery peter mandel i like that this sounds amazing and i have to do it
0: oh i mean i have to do it also it's not an
1: option yeah like not even not even a question in my mind i'll pay the 160
0: i thought someone told me that one of the hilts you can actually use is like a rancor tooth or something that's have you heard that
1: no i hadn't heard that but that does sound really cool I uh, can't wait. It's gonna be great. Yeah, um, then you've got the droid depot. Visitors to Mubo's workshop can choose parts and construct their own individual Astromech droids to accompany them on their journey and take them home with them. I'm assuming this is like the, like
0: the droid, the droid shops that we already have. I, You know, I thought so, too. Now, you know droids are my forte when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. I, I don't think that these are necessarily three and three-quarter inch droids. I, mean, uh, I don't know. So the Droid Depot is
1: located in the market, inviting patrons to pick parts and pieces off of a conveyor belt and build them and customize their astromech droids. You can do R-series or B D series The droids are capable of interacting with elements in the land— Responding to guest behaviors and additional programming chips and accessories can be added to the droids to further customize their abilities. The Droid Depot will also offer guests pre-built droids, including a C-3PO who has quite a bit to say, especially if you accidentally take off his head and put it on backwards. And a a Rex who will happily play whatever music you have on your smartphone through an
0: intergalactic Bluetooth connection. All right, first off, let me say that Rex is a must-buy. Yeah, like,
1: I'm so excited for that.
0: And, I mean, again, if they, you know, the Disney powers that be, if they know anything about me, uh, my favorite color is orange. And it looks like he's orange. Is it? I, I haven't mean, seen a picture of him. Oh, I've seen a picture of it. Interesting. Uh, it looks like it's orange. These droids are clearly not three and three quarter little toys you're just going to carry around, put in your pocket like the ones they have now. No. I think they're probably going to be about between six and eight inches. Um, just from all the things they can do, I, I think it's going to be a more like, uh, basically the droid is going to be their version of like a Banshee, but with more obviously, uh, ability.
1: Yeah, I think um, so.
0: But it's going to be more like that than the, the droid factory you see now at, at, you know, in Disney World. Have you seen a price point on these? Have not. Um, I imagine that they are going to be, you know, fairly expensive, but not, I don't think they're going to be like $150. But they're do you think they'll be a hundred? Be... I was going to say between fifty and a hundred if they had some kind of uh movability, like you know almost like the uh app controlled droids that you can buy now for one fifty, I would think maybe they'd be more money, but based on what they're saying, I can't imagine it's going to be you know more than a hundred
1: yeah yeah uh, we've
0: also got first order
1: cargo, which is a spaceport hangar bay that serves as the temporary base and landing spot for the first order. First Order officers have brought in crates of gear, uniforms, and other supplies to win the hearts and minds of locals and visitors to the Black Spire outpost. You've also got Resistance Supply, which Resistance members and local sympathizers oversee a makeshift stall that supplies Resistance uniforms, pins, badges, hats, helmets, jackets, maps, tools, training supplies, food rations, and other items. It sounds to me that you're going to be able to kind of cosplay in this area.
0: You definitely are. I mean, I've heard it described as, like, light cosplay. I don't think they want people, you know, going so super hardcore. But I, I think they would love it if you bought some Jedi robes and stuff. I can't see myself doing that, but I know a lot of people are going to get into that. I might buy a Sith robe. Yeah,
1: if was cold enough. I could see myself doing that. Uh, there are also several market stalls, which will sell a variety of merchandise, such as Toy Dairy and Toy Makers, which is toys. Uh, the Creature Stall, interesting critters that you can take home with you. The Black Spire Outfitters, which is clothing, and the Jewels of Bith, which is accessories and other trinkets to treasure. Yes, please. So much merchandise, dude.
0: That's... And yet, not enough. I will take whatever they have. That's four,
1: four stalls and one, two, three, four, five actual stores.
0: Now, while all the rides won't be open, I guarantee all these stores will be open. Oh, I'm Sure.
1: Uh, food and beverage, you ready for this? Yep Alright, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is offering a variety of Star Wars food and beverage uh, Six locations in the land for you to get food Okay <laughs> That's insane, six locations
0: Well, there's going to be a lot of people in there for a long period of time so. Yep
1: uh, So the land's table service restaurant that was originally mentioned Has not made its way into the final product, at least for now Okay, not surprised by that. Yeah, me neither. I think quick service is kind of the way to go here, right? Okay, so here is the rundown. Uh, August Cantina. All right, August Cantina is a great place for guests to grab a beverage, catch up on the latest gossip, while R three X, formerly RX twenty four, the Star Speeder pilot of the original Star Tours, DJ's a collection of new music. Okay. Run by an intriguing alien proprietor, Aga Gara, this watering hole invites guests to share their tales from around the galaxy as they enjoy exotic beverages served in unique vessels. Potations with alcohol include a Bespin Fizz, Bloody Rancor, Dagobah Slug Slinger, Fuzzy Tauntaun, Jedi Mind Trick, Jet Juice, the Outer Rim, Spearin Cap, uh, Spe- uh, Spearin Cap T Sixteen Skyhopper. And Yubnub, Huh. Love them all. I gotta order me up a Yubnub.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: Non-alcoholic libations include back Black Spire Brew, Blue Bantha, Carbon Freeze. That's gotta have some kind of, like, uh, smoky quality to it. Clif- of course. Cliff Dweller, which I really hope they're not squeezing green milk out of something.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> hyperdrive punch it Jabba juice oh Jabba juice does not sound appetizing uh, <laughs> mugen tea and terrine tea uh provisions okay. and provisions include a cantina mix so is this go. gonna
0: be like uh i assume it's gonna be like harry potter where i cannot just get a diet coke somewhere
1: probably not
0: right, right.
1: uh docking bay seven food and cargo uh, chef Strono Cookie Tugs has traveled throughout the galaxy following his longtime gig as chef at Maz Castle on Takodana, and brings exotic flavors and unusual dishes to his traveling dinner, uh, his traveling diner, Tug's Grub. While well, entrees include br- uh, the braised pork shank. Yes, welcome back. Um, I'm sorry, braised, it's braised shock roast, they're saying. Featuring beef pot roast with gavadel pasta, kale and mushrooms, the fried and dorian tip yip, which is a decadent chicken dish with roasted vegetable mash and herb gravy. The Folution Garden Spread is a plant-based kef- kefta meatball dish with herb, with herb hummus and tomato-cucumber relish with pita bread. The Athorian Garden Loaf is a plant-based quote-unquote meatloaf dish served with roasted vegetable mash, seasoned vegetables, and mushroom sauce. The Smoked Kadu Ribs are smoky country sticky pork ribs with blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw. oven-roasted burra fish featuring a Dijon-crusted sustainable fish with mixed greens, roasted vegetables, quinoa, and pumpkin seeds with a creamy green curry ranch dressing. And there's a lot of other foods (laughs) at this place. Um, Wow, that's a lot. Um, That is a lot. There's a noodle salad, um, which is a marinated noodle salad with chilled shrimp. Dessert options include a raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse, chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse, and coffee custard. And the Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo has two children's menu options, fried chicken with mac and cheese, and chilled shrimp with vegetables and rice noodle salad. Okay. You've also got Ronto Roasters, a recycled pod racing engine, fires up a spit of exotic meats, meticulously turned by a former smelter droid, 8DJ8. Guests can even sample some of the tasty Ronto fare. When customers line up to order, they will encounter a former smelter droid carefully turning the spit of meats and complaining about his job. Amazing. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm so in! (laughs) Um, Pete, this is one for you. The milk stand, the place to go to get your farm-fresh blue or green milk. Okay. Direct from Boobo Wamba Family Farms. I remember when we first talked about this, your quote was, I'll be really upset if I can't get a blue milk.
0: You so. have to be able to get a blue milk. Come on.
1: Uh, then you have Kot Kettle, one of the many street market stalls. This grain this grain vendor sells the ever-popular Outpost Mix, which is a blend of sweet, savory, and spicy popcorns.
0: Mm, I like
1: that. Yeah. Now, finally, cast member costumes. Did you see these? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, so they look, they are probably some of the most impressive looking cast member costumes in all of Walt Disney World.
0: I would sure hope so. I expect nothing less. Yeah,
1: like, it looks like it's, so it doesn't look like the cast members are going to be aliens like we originally had heard, but, um, it does look like there's going to be quite a lot of really, really cool, um, costumes here. It looks, it looks like right, look, look, it looks like they come right out of the Star Wars movie. I really like the name tag, um, design. Like, it's the same shape as the normal name tags, obviously, but kind of like in Hal and Pandora, the name tags are different. They're, they're different here, too. They look like they're written in Star Wars language. Arabesh? Yes.
0: Thank you for knowing that. No problem.
1: So, uh, and that's all of it. That's all of the news we have for
0: Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I can't wait. I mean, listen, I, listen I'm dreading it dreading it because it's the unknown and i don't know how it's gonna work but i'm just dreading the crowds
1: like that's literally all it is yeah yeah of
0: course yeah i'd love to walk in there when it's empty but i mean that's not gonna happen but yeah um i can't wait though i think it's gonna be great
1: um yeah absolutely the um
0: i might need to take out a small loan from someplace yeah
1: seriously right
0: i'm not quite sure how this is gonna work
1: these stores better be big that's
0: all i gotta say I sent you a, I texted you a picture already of the, uh, droids. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I can't see me buying, like, one. I just can't see it. It's, it's gonna
1: be bad. Let me see this picture. Oh, wow. That, that orange Captain Rex. Holy crud. That's a
0: Bluetooth speaker? I mean, I might need multiple of that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is gonna be, this is a game changer. This is going to set the bar for theme park lands going forward for years and years to come.
0: Yeah. This is what we, uh, this is what we knew it would be. And it sounds like it's going to be that. Absolutely. It's gonna deliver.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for this week. You got anything else you want to add?
0: No, I, I'm a little overloaded from all this.
1: Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Without any further ado, folks, that's going to do it for two men in the mouse this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we are glad to have Pete back. Thank you again to, um, you know all of my my guest hosts that came in and helped me out, uh, folks. If you love Peter Mandel and are glad to have him back, check him out over at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey 07016, or head over to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip to Disney World, uh, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise, any Disney resort throughout the Gnome world, talk to our, or Universal Orlando here in Florida. Talk to our good friend Dave Weigert of Magical Travel, who will plan your vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Shoot him an email over at Verizon.net. If you're renting a Cribber stroller on your next vacation, check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers—they'll deliver a Cribber stroller right to your Walt Disney World resort. Um, also, folks, um, you know, make sure you check out my books over there on Amazon.com. You can find uh, the Ross and Anti series; most of them only ninety-nine cents on uh, on Kindle. So, uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Kevin J. Kessler. Uh, follow my author Facebook page. Um, which is facebook.com slash Kevin J. Kessler author. And follow me on Instagram at white dragon and I'm always posting stuff from the parks. So be able to see it there. Uh, Well, that about does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Uh, I'm sure we won't have as much news next week. No, no. uh, Folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we will see you next week on two men and the mouse.